Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. The One Tough Mother Podcast. The One Tough Mother Show is real talk with special guests, including industry leaders, celebrities, and amazing women who've overcome adversities to work their way to the top and are willing to share their real life lessons. Remember, you don't have to be a mother to be one tough mother. It's all about you. And welcome to the One Tough Mother Show. Hello this week, and guess what? It's the week before Christmas. And our last show for the season, um, we're going or last show for the year actually. We're not going to do another one this year. We're going to start what? again in January. Yeah, dude, I gave you like the, the holiday oh. off. Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah, because you always give me crap about it. But so there you go. You got I'm the holiday still, off. I'm still going to bill you. Yeah, I figured you would. So everybody, um, happy holidays. If we don't get to say it, happy holidays. Have a great, safe, happy holiday. What do you got going on? Seth's got a red shirt on today. It's really distracting for me. A holiday what? shirt. Ah, this, whatever's ironed and hung up, that's what I wear. <laughs> <laughs> this is what was there today. This is what I put on. What it's, do you want from me? It's quite bright. It's quite a, a very holiday shirt, and I'm very happy that oh, you're uh, in the holiday mood. So, so I have the final the final uh, confrontation. Oh, man, we're closing out the year. Close, closing out the year, closing out the neighbor debacle. Uh, Here it comes. For those of you who don't remember, I've had a lot of ongoing problems with my downstairs neighbor. Uh, former. 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 She moved out, thank God, and criminal activity, stealing electricity. So I filed harassment complaint. They had a mediator in, and she showed up with a lawyer. Who brings a lawyer to a mediation? This woman does, which is great. Wait, was this like one of those family lawyers? Like, I'm he's not, even a, he's, not even a, he's not even a lawyer. He's a mediator. Okay. They, they take these like these neighbor cases to try to squash right. them before they go to court. Um, so we sat down, and he, had to, he told the lawyer, you got to stay outside. He said... Listen, if you're uncomfortable anytime, you can ask for your lawyer. She goes, I want my lawyer now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he, he said, do you care? I said, I don't care. So she could have whoever she wants here. She could bring the circus. doesn't matter to me. <laughs> um, so I went back and forth, and she just like so full of crap. I was like, I was laughing at one point. I said, I said something about court. I said, I'm ready to go to court. Are you ready to go to court? I looked at her lawyer. I said, you ready to go to court? I'm ready. Let's go to court. Because <laughs> I have evidence in my bag of her stealing electricity. She doesn't know I have evidence. I didn't say that, though. So bottom line, he talked to her, he talked to me, she signed a thing saying, you know, we won't have any contact with each other anymore and that'll be the end of it. And so it's a, I can decide to sign it or I can go to court. So as much as I'd like to stick it to her, I'd like to go to court. I've been waiting for this moment a long time. She ran up our electricity bill for, for four months, like doubled it. And I thought, well, when is this court date going to be? I got to start thinking. I got to think about this woman for the next how many months. Right. And I got to see her again, her ugly, nasty, disgusting right. face. Uh, this sociopathic, disgusting human being. Right. So I'm, like, uh, I'm going to sign. Who's paying the cost, right? The only thing I regret, you. The only thing I regret is I, I, 
I should have said a few words before I signed the thing. I didn't. I just no, didn't you're sign a good it. guy. Yeah, Stop. I you know, know what? You got it off your plate. She's out of your face. It's exactly. a new year coming. You didn't want to drag her with you, did you? Well, uh, you know, we talked before off air. So we talked about people, about karma and the fact that she's already punished. She's got to live with being her. I mean, right. that's the worst punishment ever. She's right. a tortured, atheist, just horrible person. Not that all atheists are horrible, but... She happens to be a combination of a lot of things. Right. And they're all bad. Well, I'm glad it's over yes. for you. I'm glad it's over in this year. And wait, I have to I was, I proud, have of, to I was ask. proud of myself. I'm but, really yeah. proud of you because I thought you were going to take it to... I'm really? You were going to take it to the mat. I know you. You were going to take it to the mat. Well, someone's screwing you like that. You want them to pay for it. Right. But, you know, it was. I was able to absorb the cost. I, I would have paid her more money to move than what she cost me in my electric bill. Right, yeah. right, right. And so now in January when we do our first show... You're going to be like lightened. It's going to be like not so heavy. You're not going to be worried about this woman screwing you over, screaming at your kids, keying your car, oh, yeah, stealing your car. electric. I got it all, dude. Why I are you reminding me? Now I'm getting pissed <laughs> that, I didn't, that I signed off. Um, no, I'm still not going to sleep. I still have four kids. I'm still stressed out. So, no, I'm going to be the same person I always am. You're I'm so bitter. angry, bitter, yeah. and just let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Wait, I have a quick question, though. Did what? she take her bike? Oh, it finally went somewhere. I don't know what happened. She moved out and left a bike locked to the porch. Was like, that was like the last straw. She was like, yeah. I'm leaving my damn bike locked to the porch uh, so you could see it and think of me. And she's just her in that case and with the mediator just babbling nonsense. Well, how long were, this, how long were you there? I, want, I come to visit my friends. I don't want to see him and him yell at me in the streets. I was like, oh, my God. I was just, I don't know, it was like an hour. Know, just, <laughs> this woman's nuts. Get well, me out of here. Well, the holidays are upon us. Yeah, we want ho, everybody ho, to be ha- Stop. We want everybody to be happy, healthy, safe. We want everything to go good with everybody. So I'm glad that you got that out of your way. Yay. And I'm excited about today's guest. Today's guest is actually a friend of mine. It's Lauren Demet Waters. She's the CEO of the Fountain of 30 blog, which is extremely exciting. As a social media guru, Lauren is a New York City 40-plus influencer who notes, boasts, and posts on anti-aging beauty, style, health, and travel, as well as tackling the life of raising a seven-old, nine-year-old, is that right? That's correct. Seven and nine-year-old boys. With over 71,000 Instagram followers, Lauren successfully navigates the social media space, knowing what's up and what's not in this ever-changing world around us. Her hashtag, hashtag aging backwards, which I want to know all about, doesn't even scratch the surface of Lauren's real life lessons, ones that she's going to share with us today. It's with love and excitement and super cool. Happy to have you here before our last show of 2018. We welcome to our show, our friend, Lauren Dimmit Waters. Thank you. I'm really honored. I didn't realize this was your last show of the year. This is it. Yeah. We're super excited. So tell us, how's it going? It's going well. What are you doing? What's going on? What's news? Oh, boy. I don't know. There's just trying to finish out the year for something we're really busy, which is good. Right. You know? Right. Um, uh, just, and I'm excited for the next year because we're doing, uh, I'm doing a lot more with anti-aging things. And, you know, I know that that's a taboo for some people. And the word anti-anything bothers them. But to me, I, I've had this debate with some friends of mine, and I like the term anti-aging because I'm fighting it. Actually, I am too. I don't give a yeah. shit what anybody says. Yeah. Going down, baby. I'm fighting. Yeah, I'm, I'm not fighting. going down without a fight. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm anti-aging. What's wrong with that? Yeah, well, you know, your Instagram has a lot of really cool, cool things on it to follow and to look at as well Thank as you. your blog. But Thanks. tell us how you got started in this. Well, uh, I started my blog in 
Chicago. It was called Second City Style back then, and it was in 2005, and I started it with my partner, who's still my partner, Carol Kalachi, who still lives in Chicago. And I ended up meeting a man on a bar in New York City and marrying him and moving to New York in 2007. <laughs> uh, yeah, the old-fashioned way. Yeah, in the a bar. old typical bar. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, so I moved to New York, and for the next, I don't know, eight years, I'm calling my blog Second City Style, and people in New York looking at me like, what does that mean? And what they have no clue, because unless you're from Chicago, you just don't really know what Second City means. Right. And so at our 10-year anniversary, I finally said to my business partner, Carol, I said, you know, I think we have aged a bit and that we seem to be trying to cover all things and being all things to all people. But I think we should really niche down and anti-aging really seems to be sort of our our sweet spot. And I want to go with that. So we changed the name of the blog and we are now focused primarily just on aging backwards. I, I love it. And I love the Fountain of 30. Yeah, well, we wanted to use Fountain of Youth, but that was taken. And then somebody suggested Forever 21. I'm like, we'll probably get sued if we use that. Yeah, that's done. Not, yeah. yeah, so I, Fountain of 30 I came up with because I thought of 30 being that age that if I could bottle, you know, a younger age than I am now, but if I could bottle a year, some people say 32, but Fountain of 32 doesn't sound quite as good. But, you know, a year, an age that you looked your best, you felt your best, you knew you were smarter, you know, weren't doing the stupid things that you're doing in your teens and your 20s. And it just sort of resonated and Fountain of 30. And then somebody, um, oh God, what did the person say to me? And I kind of use this as our tagline. It's like someone saw, I had my phone case said Fountain of 30 as our, like, our name on it. And I put it down on a counter, and she said, oh, because the Fountain of Youth is for wimps. And I'm like, I'm so stealing that. <laughs> so now, that's on my card. And I'm like, yes, the Fountain of Youth is for wimps. That's true, you know, because it's, it's a tough fight. It it's really is. Fight. And you know what? I love it, too, because you're right. When you're in your t- t- teens and your 20s, you're so Forget it. Oh, my God. Yeah. You don't have a clue. But in your 30s, like Seth, you even, right? Even guys. I was a late bloomer even further along. But, yeah. So 20, was I. I would take, so was I. I would take 30 over 21, definitely. Yeah, for sure, right? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't go back into my 20s, but I would Ugh. definitely go back to my early 30s. Right. No doubt. Absolutely. So I'm just that's just sort of what we mean is like just trying to – I mean, I, I recognize that we're aging. I'm aging, as I said here, and I breathe, and I, I understand that, and I'm not trying to tell – women or men to try to be like Benjamin Button and try to age backwards, even though that is our hashtag aging backwards. But if you can do things that help trick your body and your mind uh, and your spirit into thinking that you're younger than you are, then then that's really what what we're all about. And there's a huge, we talked about this, we did a show on this, the psychological, that study, that if you think it and you really, really believe in it, psychologically, it changes the chemicals in your mind. We did this in the summer, this big story. Well, maybe I can get my hair to grow back. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, so, <laughs> well, there's there's some things you can do. To, I mean, yeah. I'm you, Go ahead. No, <laughs> don't be shy. No, no. I'm just saying if that's something that I, you know, my husband's bald. I think you should own it. If you're bald, yeah. You know, if you I was bald, I'd be happy. It. Then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, right? that's a whole other thing. Yeah. I shave yeah. the accountant ring off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us. So so the fountain of thirty. Like, tell us exactly what it is and how how people can get in contact and read and listen and. Well, um, our website is fountain30.com and and our and all of our social media is at fountain of thirty. And it's three O, it's not thirty spelled out. We as I said, we focus on it's not just about what you can do by running to a plastic surgeon's office, although mind you, I have no problems with that either. Whatever makes you feel better, I think you right. should do it. I, I'm I not agree. against any of it. If somebody doesn't want to get Botox, don't do it. If right. you wanna get it, do it. You know, whatever it is that when you look in the mirror, 
you like what you see as as much as you can. And, and to me, that's not just what you see, but it's also how you feel. It's how you feel on the inside. And, and aging really happens from the inside out. So whatever's going on inside is going to show on the outside. So to me, it's also about taking supplements, about what you eat and eating an anti-inflammatory diet, about working out. Um, you know, do you need to meditate? If you've got anger, get rid of the anger because that's going to age you. Um, you know, whatever's going on in your life, because it's a slippery slope. The way I look at it is, is once you give up on one thing when you're getting older. So let's say you gain a couple pounds and you're like, oh, forget it. Now I'm just going to like look frumpy and I don't care what I wear. Then the next thing you know, you're not going to go to the gym anymore. And so now you're hurting yourself internally. Yeah, and, you know, your diet, things like that. It just, it's a slippery slope. And once you start not caring, then your body falls apart. And I've seen it happen. I've right. seen it. I know? agree. I think this is an intervention for me. I, we didn't want to say anything. Yeah, <laughs> we weren't going to say anything no, until you now. Ate a salad. You, ate a salad. <laughs> you, you know, it's okay. Um, I'm trying, but no, but my, you know, I have high expectations for myself. So when you're slipping or gain a few pounds, it's just uh, well, you got to get on it. You know, yeah. that's, that's that's the thing. Is I just I don't understand the mentality of like, and I mean, I've had some obstacles thrown at me as well, and. There are things in, in my life. I can't say that it's all, you know. I Let's talk about that. Tell them. Because I was blown away by this. Because you are oh. such a positive force. And you're such a positive nature. And you've got such great, great tips. When you told me about your, you know, what you've had happen to you, I was like, oh, my gosh, you're kidding. Because you live with this every day. Yeah, I, I do. Um, I, I had a, a spinal surgery four years ago that... Um, well, according to my surgeon, went really well, but according to my body, did not. So, um, I live in chronic pain. So, uh, you, you know that, and I had little kids, and I put off the surgery as much as I could because I wanted to be able to carry my younger son, who was still, you know, a toddler at the time. And so, I had a little bit of a choice of the timing of my surgery, but I knew it was coming. Um, because it was a degenerative and it was getting worse. And so my father had passed away and I remember being at his service and looking at my husband and saying, we better do this now because I'm afraid of what's coming next down the road because it just seemed there were a bunch of bad things happening one after the other. So I thought we should do this. So I timed it, uh, about six months after my father passed away to have this surgery. And of course, you know, the surgeons, like, it's only going to take three to six months to recover. To re and I'm like, okay, sounds good. And, you know, you'll be able to play tennis and run and do things that I haven't been able to do. Um, I was having problems breathing. I didn't really have a choice to have this surgery, but I was not prepared for what the recovery was going to be. I was definitely not prepared for that. And I'm still not 100%. And I never will be, probably. And so what happened from that? Um, well, you know, I'm you, a lot of morphine when you're first out of it. There was a lot of pain. It was a more extensive surgery than I was prepared for, and we were told. And I think even the surgeon, when he went in, it was more extensive than he had thought. So I, you know, he corrected me more than I was anticipating. So I had to go into a rehab facility for a while, and then I came home too soon, and then I ended up back in the hospital, and then it was just. Then I'm on like a slew of drugs, and I'm not really that coherent. I can't drive, obviously. I've got kids. I can't be left alone with my children because, you know, I couldn't really take care of them. And it was it was just really hard on everybody and, you know, my family. Uh, and slowly, you know, it's getting – it got better and better, but it's just I hit a wall. But then I was also – I don't want to say I was hooked on pain pills, but I – I mean, I was getting – I didn't want to be incoherent, so I was definitely tapering them way down. But 
I need them. You know, I needed them. And, and I wanted to be off them completely. And finally, I found a pain doctor who agreed with me. Oh, wow. And that's so it's such a different world now because they were just giving to you like candy back in the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, it really scares me. I, the old pain doctor I went to his office was jammed. It was just a circus in there. And I'm trying to taper off, you know, and he's like, most of that waiting room wants more. So I'm like, you mean when I'm driving down the street, like I could be next to somebody that's totally doped up and you right. don't know it. You're on the road with these people. Usually are. Yeah. Correct. You know, and I didn't want to live like that. So I, I'm trying to find, you know, alternative ways to cure pain and, and you know, um, that's what I do. So that's part of my mission as well because, you know, part of aging is there's things that start to hurt, you know, and I know I'm – I have a lot of empathy for people that have chronic pain now. And I had a lot of anger um, because of this situation, because it was not what I was expecting, and it made me very angry. And I started, thank God, meditating. It's been about almost six months now, and it's been completely life-changing for me. Um, I don't I don't have that anger anymore. Talk to us about that. What is? What do you consider meditating? Because we talked about Kate Eklund. She was talking about her meditation process, mm-hmm. where she walks every day, and she things through her process of meditation. What is meditation for you? Well, mine is because I really didn't know much about it. I think I first started with, I had the Headspace app. Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay. I, I started with that, which is great. I still do that on the train sometimes and, you know, when I need a little break. But I do better with guided mindful meditation. So there was a woman in my town that does these, uh, well, so she's, her schedule is picking up a lot more now, but I was going two to three times a week. And I really – it was weird because I'm so type A. <laughs> well, as my doctor – one doctor told me, I'm more of an A-. minus. But um, <laughs> uh, oh, probably now. But I, I didn't think – I'm the last person on earth that I thought would meditate. Like I don't – I never bought into like until I had the surgery. I never bought into doing – well, that's not true. I did do – when I, I was having problems conceiving, I did do some acupuncture. But I mean I never really bought into like – Chinese medicine or alternative medicine or anything like that. And then now I embrace it. I mean, I would, I, I think you should do both. I don't, don't think you should go one way extreme or the other. I think you should kind of mix the two together. Um, but I could be wrong on that, but that's at least where I'm leaning. And uh, so I, I find myself going a lot more of that route. Like I wear crystals now. I mean, it's like, who am I? I don't even know who I am. <laughs> Because I'm like, I'm always like so into fashion and and beauty and stuff. But then I'm wearing like crystals and I I keep one in my purse and like I've got like, you know, essential oils on me. I'm I'm sort of becoming this person I don't recognize, but I like it. I like the journey I'm on. Um, I'm embracing that that side of me a little bit more. Um, And I'm a lot more open minded. And and it's made me, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to practice non-judgment. That's so hard. That's the hardest part, non-judgment. I agree. Oh, my gosh. I agree. You know, and I, I, I'm I, a lot better about it now, but, boy, that's tough. And it's so funny because when she's talking about this, you're really big into this type of stuff, like the holistic approach to things, which I'm really happy for. Yes. Seth really, like, he goes, you know, t- you go to... Kinesiologist. Yes. I went yesterday. Yep. He's a chiropractic kinesiologist. Yeah. And he helps me so much. Yep. I'm, hey, whatever works. This is this is all part of my aging backwards. What I say is whatever works for you, as long as it's not dangerous to yourself or to other people. I say go for it. Like right. no injecting cement into your butt. Yeah, no, like no. Butt. Like that's yeah. that's. Uh, first of all, I think that's crazy. Yeah. Like I was my, joking. I, yeah. I, my and the way like I look at plastic surgery and and 
I just want to look like I just want to look younger than I am or better, like a more rested version. I don't want to look like someone else. I don't want to. I'm not trying to fool anybody that I'm 30 anymore, even though I say fountain of 30. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if you think I'm. If I look, someone says, "Oh my!" When I tell them my age, and they're like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "That to me is great." That me too. That's that's, the, that's all like I need. The win right that's there. There's the win. I just right. want to look better than most people my age, but also I want other people to feel the same and to and to try to look feel better and look better. Like right. you know, and and someone said to me, "So you're against gray hair?" And I'm like, "No." I'm like, if you gray hair looks good on you and you like what you see when you look in the mirror and you can rock it. Go for it. I hate it personally on me. I, right. I don't look – I don't have good gray hair. I have that <laughs> white grandmother hair, the real white hair. And my mother would be like, oh, you've got that beautiful white hair like your grandmother. No, dude. Yeah. That's no, like, dude. I would kill for a head of gray hair right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, would. Well, I would. kill for it. As soon as I see gray, I'm like running off to get my hair colored. Yeah. Like, you know, that's the one thing that just bugs me because I, I – that's but that's me. You know, that's my that's my journey. So. I love it. I, you know what? The, the fact of the matter is, Lauren, you are a style – beauty expert. However, you've opened yourself up to so much new stuff. And this is a result of something bad that happened. Yes. I was thinking the same thing. And we thing. say it all the time. It's like the know? worst thing that happened to you right. and, and yes. made you open up and, and discover all these different yep. things about yourself. It's incredible yourself. that you can do that because a lot of people do not. And when people say to me, how can you be so positive Correct. after so many crappy things that's happened in your life? What am I going to do, dude? Am I going to cry it out forever? Am I going to just shut down and not live? No. Exactly. And the thing is, too, you're walking down the street. You know, you don't know who's – we don't all wear it on the outside. You don't right. know who's had crap happen to them. We've all had crap happen to Everybody's us. broken. We it's all the degree. have it. It's, right. and it's, it's, how you, it's how you choose to look at it and how you choose to internalize it and how you choose to deal with it. And as I said, I was going down this path of anger. I was very angry. I mean, I had some friends that – that were, you know, no longer friends, you know, and I didn't understand why they, I didn't understand how angry I was, but it was coming out. And I, I mean, I've had a few talks with some friends and I'm just like, I know I was in a really bad place, but you, you know, I'm not excusing it, but at least now I can recognize it. Right. And that's half, to me, that was half the battle. And, and I still have chronic pain and I still want to get rid of it, but I try to look at the positive things in my life, you know, and try not to think about the pain and think about like how lucky I am that I have, you know, the things that I have. And you're right, it has opened my mind a lot more. And that's why like, I don't think there's any rules. So like, so people are like, well, what are the rules, you know, of fashion? And what do you think women should wear? And I'm like, whatever you want, dude, whatever you think looks good on you, right. whatever makes get, makes you stand up tall and feel good when you walk into a room, that's what you should be wearing. And it's funny when you see somebody like that, when you see a woman with something completely that you would not wear. Say mm-hmm. you see something, but she's standing tall and rocking it. Yep. It makes me think, wow, could I wear that? Like Darn straight. Wow. It's got me to rethink things, like things I thought I would never wear. And I'm like, well, that person really owned it. I wonder if I could own that. And then, exactly. And then sometimes I try something on and I look in the mirror and I'm like, no, you're not owning it. And no. I take it off. Yeah. You know? so. <laughs> totally. I've <laughs> been there. <laughs> you know, I, 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 tell, I tell women too, like, you know, you have to have that, like brutal honesty with yourself. Yes. Like I stand in front of the mirror and I'm like, no, that's not a good look on you. You know what it is? The yeah. jumpsuit. You know how the jumpsuit came back this year and everybody's rocking these jumpsuits? Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to rock this jumpsuit. So I went to the store and got this jumpsuit. I didn't I didn't buy it. I went to the store and tried it on. I'm 5'7". I'm not rocking a jumpsuit. Well, it's funny because I love jumpsuits, but that, that's like, I, I, I look like, like them. I, I look mean, like crap but, in them. Right. But they, that's you, you yeah. know, and, and I happen to love them. 
until I have to go to the bathroom really quickly. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it, I love the fact that you turned it around because that's that's your life lesson, dude. That's what you're teaching everybody in your blog, in, in your Instagram, like in, in all your social media. That's the connection that people have to learn to have with each other. Like we got connected at a cancer event. Yeah, Rami and I, who are dear friends, and Rami was on our show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we so got so. connected at the same event, and he loves you, and you love him. So it's just all about staying open and open to who you are. And you know, it was funny. I went there really to go support a friend of mine this cancer event, and I walked out getting so much out of that. Right, me you know? too. And I don't have well, knock on wood, I don't have cancer, but you know, but I have pain. I have right. I have a lot of things that you know these women and men that were there. I mean, mind you, and then I'm sitting there thinking, oh my god, I'm so lucky, you know. And there were a lot of survivors there, so they're very lucky as well. But um, you know, I'm thinking, my gosh, I'm so lucky in that respect. But there's some of the parts of it that I could totally relate to because I've been there, you know. And you know, I, I'm more into green beauty now because I think about things like cancer, and I think about like you know, I don't use I don't use. Uh, deodorant any well I do use deodorant I don't use antiperspirant anymore excuse me that's me either. and me either. you know I'm very careful about now what you know I'm, I've been so concerned for the past couple of years about what I eat and I'm like well what about the things I'm applying on top of my body that actually you end up getting into your body because they're on your body so now I'm more into green beauty and you know I've been into what I've been eating and so at this event there was a lot of green beauty there and these are all things that I'm trying to get people to be more aware of. And so, yes, I do think that the tone of our, my, I say our blog, um, Carol's and mine, but I definitely do the the Instagram. The tone's changed. It has changed because I used to kind of be like, you need to wear this. And if you're over 40, you shouldn't wear that. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. If you want to wear it, wear it. I mean, right. You if know, you feel good about you it, feel dude, good. that's all who cares. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm all about style. But to me, it's like whatever your style is. And we try to tell women what trends they can wear. It's all the trends. It's just how you wear them. As right. you age, sometimes you just have to modify a little bit. But there's, there aren't that many trends that someone in their 40s and 50s can't wear. I, I agree a thousand percent. You know, I, I, I mean, maybe a crop top if you've had a bunch of kids and, you know, things aren't tight. But, yeah. you know, that should be your own good judgment if you look in the mirror. Right. <laughs> you know, but I've seen women at the at the beach who wear bikinis and, you know, they they shouldn't be wearing them probably. But they seem more than happy and God bless them. And that's know? how I feel about it because there's there's a lot of women I follow that are, follow me um, through One Tough Mother, and they're they're bigger they're bigger women, right. and um, they're like I'm I'm totally chill with wearing a bikini. Good for them. He, yeah, exactly. And I'm thinking, okay, I spend five days a week at the gym. Ba 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 ba. I'm not chill with wearing a bikini, but they are, and I'm thrilled for them. Good for them that they're chill, they're happy doing it. I, I'm you know whatever whatever. Yeah, and tick- see, the old me would have been like judgment. Me would have been like, what the heck is she doing on the beach with that and that thing? You know, and I, that's not that's not my place. That's right. not my place. I'm, I'm gonna just, stop doing that. Yeah, you you too. Yeah, I just won't go to the beach anymore. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but judgmental like Seth- I, yeah, I definitely fight that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, especially really? when I have road rage. Are you kidding me? I'm judging everybody. Throwing all kinds of things out there. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, road rage is bad. Yeah. yeah, that's that's bad. And I'm also like, I'm also learning for pain. I, I just started um, doing shin jitsu. So oh cool. Yeah, I'm learning that. I'm not that good at it yet. I'm trying. I'm still practicing. I've got a mentor, but um, and the woman that that's taught me, I, I have a book I'm reading as well. But the woman that was leading that had so many awful things happen in her life that, and she's like, I'm the happiest I've ever been. So I she's know. De- I'm like. You know, and and anytime anything bad happens, I'm like she's like the poster child of who I'm going to think of because 
it's like everything that could have gone wrong did for this woman. And she's like in the best place of her life ever. It makes you feel good when you can kick some ass. Yeah, right? she's kicking. <laughs> she's she's kicking ass and taking no prison. I mean, she is amazing. That's and, awesome. And so I'm always trying to learn. I'm always there's always something. And like you know, I'm excited for what 2019 brings because what else am I going to learn? Like I'm when I look back at what I learned in 2018 as opposed to where I was in 2017. It's been amazing. So what's the next year going to bring? I and I wait. love that part of it because we're all walking, actually. We're all walking home, they say. Yes. But we're all walking this journey. And if you become stagnant, and it's really difficult sometimes because when you're around, you have to watch the people you put around you, too. Oh, you do. Totally. That For is so sure. totally my mantra now because a lot of people around you be like, oh, she's just pretending she's happy. She really isn't. She's really miserable. No, dude, she's happy. You know, that's you that's miserable. Yeah. That's you that's you're projecting, projecting yep. on them. So yeah. take it away, you know. Yeah. So, and I, I catch myself sometimes. Like I can still get into that little downward negativity spiral. And then I'm like, oops, stop, stop, you know, stop. And then I'm like, let's how, how can we rephrase this and think about this differently? But you can't – unfortunately, you can't get rid of everybody in your life that's negative. Right. As much as you try. Right. There's some people that just – There's family, there's dude. There's family, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, but you can, you can limit – how much time you spend with them, and you can also change how you, pers- how you t- absorb what they're throwing at if you. If your reaction to them yep. is one hundred percent the most important part, your reaction to anything, your reaction to an accident, your reaction to life, you your reaction it. to anything, you control it. That's yeah. all you can control is yourself. Right. That's it. You can't control anything else at, at all. So all you can control is yourself. Right. And that's it. I agree. And that's one, one of the best lessons I've heard, though, is what you say is about. Keep learning. Yes. You know, yeah. that's the, and talk about feeling young. I mean, you know, keeping your brain active and, and learning something gives you this exuberance, right? It, makes it totally you, makes does. makes you feel younger. It does, you know, and whiten your teeth. That's it. That's yeah. all I, I got to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's like, you know, people like, what's the number one thing? I'm like, whiten your teeth. Just, oh, I have a shortcut for that too. If you can, you rinse with peroxide for like 10 days straight. Yeah. But you yeah. can't do it all the time because it eventually would hurt you. But if you do it like on and off. Yeah, I'm all yeah. about cross whitening strips, or you know, or, or or sorry, not just cross any other brand. The whitening strips. I'm all about whitening. I strips. am too, actually. You know, Crest isn't paid any of us, so we're no, 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 it's okay. No, me neither. Take that out of the show. Yeah, okay, crest. sorry. Oh <laughs> whitening <laughs> strips, <laughs> and um, you know, that's like the quick fixes. You know, but like, yeah, I, but you are always learning, and that's the beauty. Is as we until we die, we're learning. Exactly, and you if know? you're not, you're dying. You're dying, and right. and I see people walking that I know are dying. Right. Absolutely. Every day of their lives. Every day. And, you know, it's it just comes down to, like, any kind of thing that happens. Like, people be like, well, you know, sh- this woman said to me, well, what I do is I work in a factory all day. And, like, dude, that's your choice. You don't have to be there. Like, figure out something else. Yep. You know, it, it, you've got choices. I- anybody that tells you you don't is lying to you. Yep. So true. make your own choices. That's true. I can choose to live and and suffer in pain, or I can choose to try to find ways around it. I can choose when I'm in pain to sit there and feel sorry for myself where I can choose to, you know, do something about it. And, and it's easy to fall into the ladder. It's oh easy to go, oh, my God, I feel so much pain, right? Oh, my gosh, because pain, I've got to say, of all the things I've ever experienced, it's like, it is really bad. And I was, as I said, I was headed down a bad path. But, you know, people, a lot of people, until they experience it, don't understand it, myself included, you know. So I didn't really have empathy for people that said they were in pain until – I experienced it. And now that I've been there and when someone says that they're in chronic pain, I'm like, oh, my God. You know, it's I'm debilitating. Like, it makes you feel like you lose your will to live because it you can, want to live like that. Yes, exactly. And, you know, and I don't I don't want to do that. So and I can't because that's not that's not if I'm going to like, you know, talk the talk, I got to walk the walk. Exactly. And 
Um, you know, sometimes I, my body, I look like really hunched over. Like people can sometimes tell that when I'm in pain, even though I'm like, how could you tell? Like I thought I was hiding it. Right. You know, right. and they'll be like, because you're walking funny. You know, I'm like, oh boy. You know, right. but I'm trying, but there's only so much you can do. Is there something that brings it on specifically? Um, no, breathing. You know, okay. Being aware. And I, no. Like one day, real physical day, the next um, day you're going to suffer? Sometimes if it's really cold or if it's like rainy. one of those rainy, cold days, I'm I'm really, I know it's probably not going to be a good day. Um, it's a little worse now that it's gotten cold. I was definitely better in the summertime. Um, but I know these things now, and so there's things I can do. And I, I have a nice t- group of people that help me. Like I have a... I call him my guy, and he's he looks like Jesus, and I call him Jesus, even though it's not his name. And he's my I call he's my acupuncturist, my massage therapist slash herbalist, and mm. so he is the guy I turn. He's kind of the one that started me a little bit on the you know trying herbs and you know going a little bit more of the supplemental route, and then I kind of changed up my diet because I can't work out the way I used to, and um, I didn't you know I didn't want to gain too much weight and you know because I, I was I was a gym rat like I worked out five days six days a week before my surgery and that was also really good mentally for me and then I right. lost that you know and so I had to find other ways and so you know people were like how did you not gain weight and I'm like well, I didn't eat you know yeah. <laughs> it's really simple <laughs> but, you know if I can't work out I'm not eating that much but now you know I take I take supplements there's other things I can do and I want to be healthy because not eating also is not healthy either so you know there's there's just ways to to do all different types of things so so with your blog with the fountain of 30 your life lesson would be try anything you can really look give us some some idea like what your real you know core is you can look and feel great wear anything i think so i again it, it really like if there's something that you see on a celebrity, let's say, or, you know, something you see on somebody that you see walking down the street and you really like it. Like how many times have you stopped somebody and said, I really like that. Where'd you get that? I mean, right. we all do it. Yeah. Um, and I remember seeing a coat on someone that I really liked and I went and they told me where they got it and I tried it on. And I looked at it and I'm like, oh, this doesn't look as good on me. You know, so I didn't buy it. I didn't get it. But I liked it and it got me thinking and then I thought of something. So to me, it's sort of developing your own sense of style. I love it. Yeah. Uh in owning it, whatever that is, own it. You know, right. don't just like blend into the background. And and I think that that's another thing that happens with women in middle age. And thank God that's it's sort of turning around now. I'm starting to see a little bit of a change. But you know, it, it's interesting to me because as as a blogger and as an influencer, um, we're the ones. My my demographic is the ones with the money, and it's the millennials that are getting all these deals. And I'm sitting here at the marketer in me that my background with my business degree is like, okay, something's not adding up here because you need money to buy a lot of the things that these companies are trying to sell. And my demographic has the money to, to spend. And so slowly I'm starting to see the turn. And now anti-aging is, you know, or they call it whatever. I, you know, I'm starting to call it mindful aging, actually. So I do say anti-aging because, of course, I'm fighting it. But I'm also about being more mindful about it. So um and that's really the the woman that I do um, my meditation with is like, have you ever thought about calling it mindful aging? I'm like, okay, that's awesome. Because I got really mad. Allure magazine banned the term anti-aging, by the way. This is like up in, like, in the past year. They said they're not going to use the term anti-aging. Okay. And I'm like, really? You had to Stop. politicize yeah. that? I mean, yeah. really? Yeah. I, I'm, what am I going to say? I'm pro-aging? I'm not. I'm, right. I'm going to fight it all that I can. I'm anti-aging. What's a category? When I go look up for skincare products, you know, on you know, online, like right. Nordstrom or whatever, yeah, 
the category is anti-aging. And that's the category I'm going to look for. I'm not going to look for pro-aging. I mean, right. that's ridiculous. So I think, you know, people have gotten a little crazy with that. But but I am seeing a shift. I'm starting to slowly see it. Like my demographic is getting more of a voice again, which is good. And, and you know, people are living longer and they want to live. If we're going to live longer, let's live better. Right, you know? right, right. And let's but so I guess the fashion and beauty part, the style and beauty, I like to say style more than fashion because fashion is, you know, right. fleeting and style is something, especially when you get older, something that you can own your own style. Um, you know, and to me, that's growing up, learning what looks good on you, what doesn't, you know, taking a little taking some risk, but not looking like a fashion victim. Nobody wants to look like that. Right. You know? uh, so th- that's really kind of the like what we discuss and what we talk about. So we'll take a trend, let's say a hot trend. And we'll say, OK, maybe over the age of 45, you can't wear it this way. But this is how you can wear it. And this is how you should wear it. Oh, I like that. And we'll do like high low versions, too, because, you know, I'm also into um, spending money where you see it, where where you're going to on something that you're going to use for a long time. We do like cost per wear and spend your money there. Don't spend a lot of money on something right. trendy. You're only going to wear for one season. So, you know, things like that. Those are my tips. That's awesome. Tell everybody where they can find you. Okay. Um, I am at fountainof30.com and I'm on every social platform pretty much you can think of at Fountain of 30. I love it. Thank and it's you, 3 0, not 30 spelled 3 out. 3 0. 3 0. Thank you, Lauren. Sit in. Thank you. We have news coming up. Cool. I love news. Seth's got headaches and headlines, don't you? It's true. Do it, Bode. Okay. Talk to you soon. Thank, Thank you, you so Lauren. much. Thank you. The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. And we're back. And it's Seth. And he's got headlines and headaches. Thank you so much, Seth. Oh, you're welcome. Hit it. Thanks for coming. Welcome to uh, One Tough Mother NPR. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, will the nine to five disappear? As technology takes us uh, away more, more technology takes away more and more jobs. The dreaded nine to five is bound to disappear in the, p- in the future, argues Virgin founder Richard Branson in a blog post. Well, yeah, I don't think he's worked nine to five. No, I don't think he while. does either. I think that guy works twenty four seven, three sixty five. That's true. The idea of working five days a week with two day weekends and a few weeks of holiday each year has become ingrained in society. But it wasn't always the case, and it won't be in the future. God, I hope not. Me either. Uh, Branson isn't the first to make such predictions. In 1930s, economist John Maynard Keynes thought the advent of robots increasing productivity would usher in the 15-hour work week in advanced economies. I'm ready for that 15-hour work week. I'm ready. Sign me up. Okay. Well, yeah, I think it's slowly but surely happening. I think people are, are being more efficient. And uh, but it's still so people are shutting down, dude. Yeah. You know what? For the last ten years, when I had my marketing company, you were on three sixty five twenty four seven. Like they text you, they email you. Blah, 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 blah. People are shutting down now. Yeah, gotta have work life balance. Yep. Okay, millenni- millennials are changing remote work, improving technology, and changing expectations of work and family. From millennials are giving rise to the new office arrangement, the co living co working space, often on the beach, but always somewhere far away. I like that. Me I, too. I'm closing my eyes right now. I'm picturing it. It's like WeWork meets Upgraded Hostel in Paradise with free coffee, fast internet, a kitchen, and quiet spaces, along with all the serendipitous meetings and experiences that make travel great. Leading the charge are companies like Selena outside in Rome, which are opening locations across the globe to meet the demands of today's digital nomads. Sending my resume. Oh, that sounds nice. I know. Boss worker friendships cause trouble. Oh, man. Are you I should, kidding? It I always shouldn't ask my boss issue. how his son's concert went this morning. <laughs> I should have just, just walked right past his office. 
You know, I don't care about any of that. Yeah, I don't give a crap. To avoid the perception of favoritism, managers are more likely to deny their coworker friends bonuses and other perks, according to research recently published in the Journal of Experimental Social Psychology. The researchers found that bosses are even more likely to exhibit bias against their friends if such decisions are made public. What might help? Uh, don't hire your friends. Exactly. Yeah, companies can keep these calls private, or managers can ask a third party to handle their friends' compensation. That seems like common sense. Just like, you know, yeah. don't be an idiot. Actually, I was just taking some uh, internal courses about that kind of stuff, bias and everything. You were? Yeah. Well, you know, CBS has uh, got a lot going on now since Les Moon Vest, so... Yeah, they're really yeah trying to, they're, that Facebook, everybody, they're really right? To tight, they're really trying to tighten the ship, so... Yeah. Yeah, he did a lot of damage. Um, so, yeah, come on. Just do, do the right thing. If he, if he deserves a raise, give him a raise. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Or bring some bring a third party in to help make that decision. Right. Duh. I agree. File that under duh. What do you think, Lauren? Yep. Well, I think that's not going to be a friend if you don't give him the money. Oh, wait. See, that friendship. There it goes. Bye-bye. Yeah. Right. Either way. You didn't give me a raise. We're yeah. not friends anymore. Yeah. Bye. Right. Bye. Yeah. Don't mix business and pleasure. Yeah, exactly. A global celebration of screwing up. That sounds wonderful. In 304 cities across 80 countries, entrepreneurs gather to share and discuss their botched deals, regrettable job moves, and other failures with others. The events help uh, reduce the stigma associated with failure, and it gives people a chance to achieve catharsis. Not only that, such meetings offer people a chance to engage in a rare kind of networking, one that's less about making yourself sound flawless and more about being honest with others. You know, the most uh, successful entrepreneurs, that we hear, you always hear about they learn the most from failure. Absolutely. I mean, and they're always loners. Did you ever notice that? They were like the kind of people that like, like they didn't have a slew of friends. They kind of stated themselves. They didn't announce a lot. They just worked, worked, worked. My favorite my favorite uh, analogy or example, I should say, of that is I think Michael Jordan got cut from ninth grade basketball. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Come on. Seriously, you're from Chicago. You should know that. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> now you do. Yeah, you sorry. actually learned something today. Know, you're all about I know, it. The year's I know. not even over yet. I know. I see. I know. I'm constantly learning. I'm going to say you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Is giving notice out of date? Uh, in an economy where job openings outnumber available employees by about a million, wow, the custom of giving two weeks notice at work is losing its currency. Uh, I don't agree with that. Neither. Employees forgoing the courtesy have increased 20% according to one human resources consultant. Some just text and some don't bother on their way out the door. Even the Chicago Fed no noted this month that more workers are ghosting their jobs or quitting without telling anyone. The vast majority of employees are not legally required unless stipulated by contract to give notice. Most employers will not give bad references because they could be sued for defamation. You know, it does go both ways, though. They, you know, your, your company can cut you on a notice. And, you know, I, I think if you take another job, you have to say, hey, my, my company might let me go. Can I start right away? Because you don't want to miss out on two weeks' work. That's a full paycheck. Right, right. So, I, but at the same time, just don't be rude. And, yeah, and come don't on. Be inconsiderate. How immature it is, is right. it to just get up and walk out and you know, never cover, contact anybody? Cover your butt, but at the same time, you know. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Wow. It's just, I don't know. We're getting more, you know, this opens up a whole rabbit hole. We're getting more and more Deep. insincere and, you know, the social media and everything. And everybody's just being more rude and right. narcissistic right. really yeah yeah oh totally yeah. narcissistic yeah. And you can't you can't face on your problems head on it's and so you're much gonna text easier. somebody dude i'm not coming in i'm right. done yeah. come on be mature. no not even that sounds like they're yeah, they, not they're no, not they even don't doing even that. do it right a tax would be nice <laughs> is anyone heard from randy is anyone anyone randy <laughs> yeah two weeks randy? later <laughs> wasn't that the movie the office <laughs> yeah or no office work Office space. Office space. Office space. Well, the guy yeah. just didn't show yeah, up to yeah. work. Does anyone yeah. see my stapler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. 
Oh, Where wealthiest are moving in U.S.? The widest wealth gap since records began in the 60s has fueled growth of U.S. neighborhoods where households earn 200000 and above, the top tier of the Census Bureau's community survey. Together with calculations by Webster Pacific, Bloomberg has identified, identified the fastest growing 100 of these wealthiest communities. Some of the findings, number one is around the former Cabrini Green, the Chicago Public Housing Project. Since its demolition in the 90s, the area's concentration of 200,000-plus households has skyrocketed from 0 to 39%. That's where I lived. Really? Oh my gosh! I I lived oh, I right across the street from Cabrini Green, That's and where I saw the wealthiest this. are moving. Well, I wasn't that wealthy then, but you're, you were reading this, and I'm like, I literally lived across the street from Cabrini Green, That's the crazy. old Cabrini Green, and now it's like, it's gone. And I, they were demolishing it when I was living there. Oh they were wow! Demolishing it right when I was there. Wow. And now it's for fancy uh, hoity-toity. Yeah, Chicago yeah, ones. I know. I should have uh, kept my apart my my condo longer. Oh, don't Darn start. It. Don't open that conversation. I I oh, all boy. those places. That's sad, right? Well, yeah, I got crushed in Seattle. I had a yeah, condo. I got yeah. crushed in Colorado. I got crushed in Chicago. Yeah. There you Sons go. Of bitches. I know. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> now that we all been crushed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Washington D.C. commuter area holds for the top ten, obviously, because all the politicians are crooked and ripping everyone off. Um, that's just my opinion, not necessarily those of one tough mother. And Thank guest. you. Yeah, uh, New York metropolitan area took nine and ten. Obviously, all the Wall Street people rip everybody off. Oh, yes. wait, did I say that out loud? That is definitely my opinion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. All right, uh, and unfortunately, I didn't find this egg-sized diamond discovered in Canada. I wouldn't even know what to do with it. I probably like, first of all, I don't know like it was a, a diamond. They give I'd me be a thousand like, well, bucks. Look at this shiny yeah. rock, yeah. or look at this rock. Oh, I wouldn't think I'm of put it. Put it in yeah. my library. Yeah. Okay. Canadian mining company Dominion Diamond Mines had just announced that the biggest diamond discovered in North America was found in October. This 552 carat yellow diamond, apparently the size of a chicken egg, was unearthed at the Diavik Diamond Mine in North Slave Region of Northwest Territories. The world's largest diamonds are generally found in Africa, Bloomberg News reports, but this stone is the seventh biggest found this century, and now it's being worn by Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, not true. That was an add-on. Well, add-on. Uh, I'm sure if Liz Taylor was alive, she would have had it. Oh, absolutely. And deservedly so. And deservedly so. Right. White diamonds. White diamonds. Anyway, um, real quickly before we go, I wanted to say Penny Marshall. Oh, yeah. Penny Marshall. She passed. I'm sad about that. I grew that. up on Laverne and Shirley. So did I. You know what? We're going to do oh, it. yeah. That whole thing theory of being women and they're going to do it and they're going to be on their own and they're going to take the world by drinking the on the job it's yeah, awesome. drink, it was awesome yeah. her big l yeah because yeah. my name's lauren i always wanted Aww. that i loved I it it's not too late you know you can get one i know i might just bring that back it'll probably hey, i could bring that back in a, on a trend oh big l big l i like it yeah, yeah. i'm not sure my name doesn't oh my middle name's lynn i there can do go. it well, we're big initial, whatever. But the big—I <laughs> was really sad about that. Yeah, I was sad. I was about shocked. That too. I was shocked. Her and her brother, real... her and her brother, were responsible for some of the greatest TV shows. Amazing! Of all time. They were real. You know, they were real groundbreakers. Both of them. Yeah. Both of them. A League of Their Own. She did. And yeah. Big. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Big too. Oh, yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I loved Hanks. her. I'm so sorry. Rest in peace. Uh, yes. It was a. Sh- she couldn't get her diabetes under control. Someone yeah. said. Well, she had also had cancer too. A okay. while ago, but apparently. Sicknesses take their toll on you. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. rest in peace. We're sad that you're gone, and um, we hope that your journey was uh, smooth and that you're on the other side now. In the meantime, today's mother says is, and this is so crazy how it fits right into the show. Today's mother says is, the eyes are useless when the mind is blind. Think about that one, guys. 
the eyes are useless. Not you, Seth. Open your eyes. Oh. When the mind is blind. Hey, happy holidays, everybody. We, we really happy holidays, right? Happy holidays to you. Oh, we've been hearing uh, Elvis songs been coming on the house. Oh no, stop! Christmas. I can't do Elvis. What do you no, mean? No, it's great. No, I'm not doing it. Anyway, um, have a wonderful, safe, and happy holiday. We wish you Merry Christmas. Every possible holiday you could think of, right off the top of my head, which is. I'm not going through. I'm not what? Go through them for Monica God's Kwanzaa, sake. Thank you. Thank Boxing you, Day. Thank you. No, I'm not uh, going to talk about Boxing Day. Right. Easter's Chinese New Year. All right, everybody, have a great holiday. We love you, and we'll see you in 2019. Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.